Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Did you know that sleep is just as important as good nutrition? I'm Marsha Pod, author of Secrets of a Baby Nurse, How to Have a Happy, Healthy, and Sleeping Baby from Birth. And as a registered nurse, a lactation specialist, and with a degree in child development, I've learned what it takes for babies to sleep through the night. Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. And so without further ado, we'd like to welcome our friend and frequent guest, RN, author, and baby nurse, Marsha Pod. Marsha, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me back. So, Marsha, we always tease you about wanting to go to sleep when you're here, but I guess we aren't the only ones that think you can put anyone to sleep. You were just nominated Best Baby Sleep Consultant in Marin County. Congratulations. Thank you. Very impressive. <laughs> I'm excited. God knows we need somebody who's a sleep expert. <laughs> Did you get a little tiara and a wand or anything? No, not yet. But, you know, there is there's an award ceremony. Nice. nice. So, right. Very good. Very it's good. Very, I feel very honored to have been chosen. That's yes. very nice. So if you don't mind, let's start with something that I've been saying for a long time, and that's the word no. It's Mm -hmm. hard to say, but for anybody, but especially to a baby. So we want to talk about how and when do you say no to your baby? So for example, your baby wants to wean from the breast or they want to stay up when they're supposed to go to bed. How do you start this process to say no? Well, I say it goes hand in hand with when that baby can reach out and grab something. So if you're holding your baby and all of a sudden around three or four months, they start getting the ability to reach out and grab things, that's your first no. Like, nope, can't have that. So it just builds from there. So the first three months are often called the fourth trimester. And that's when, you know, you wear them on your body and you give them everything. And they're like little parasites. They need to be held and loved and, you know, build trust with you. But then... You well, you really need to. I got to tell you how important that is because, of course, I've been off doing the chemo and have been watching a lot of TV. And one of the Kardashians was on who um, has, uh, I think she's three and has a new baby. And the three year old went berserk when she's breastfeeding. So what she did is put a milk cup in her other breast with a straw to the child so that she breastfed the baby and the three-year-old because the three-year-old insisted upon it. And of course, my whole thing is, uh, what about no? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a good idea? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of women who actually still breastfeed their toddlers and their infants. Mm. It's a lot of giving. I think mm. there comes a time, I remember seeing a TV show with three kids and all three, the oldest one being about seven, wanted to nurse on the mom. Mm. And they were seeking help on how to say no. And it's hard for some moms. They want to be loving and giving. And it's hard to put limits, especially today when so many moms are working and they aren't around their kids 24 hours a day. They feel like they need to go that extra mile and give extra to them. So that's part of the problem. And the other but, part is the entitlement. You right. Know, we have lots in our society. We have lots to give. And so parents think that it's a way of loving their kids to mm. give them a lot and not to set boundaries. Mm. It does a real disservice because sooner or later that child's going to go to school. Right. And is going to have to learn to share. And the word no will be new to the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is really hard for kids like that. Yeah. I always tell parents when they start the sleep training process that they're really they're 
child's first teacher. They're teaching them how to figure out for themselves to be less frustrated, to calm down, and to go to sleep. And that less frustration is an art. It's really a skill that I think develops between about 6 and 12 months. And the studies show that when babies who are in that age group learn to sleep and go through sleep training, when they go to school at age 6, they actually can sit in circle and learn better. They do better on the IQ test because of that. They have more self-settling skills, and thus they are friendlier and less anxious and learn better. That's when you first start really individuating, right? So that's when you're first learning that you are a different person than the warm, fuzzy thing, right? Your Mm -hmm. mom, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you, uh, at that period, psychiatrically speaking, if you don't really learn to individuate, then at that period, a lot of times people develop personality traits that are undesirable, such as dependent personality disorder or borderline personality disorder. Yeah, and not that that causes those things, right? You know, it is about independence, and I just want to point that out because I remember a mother years ago called me, and she was getting ready to send her child to kindergarten, and she said, I'm really concerned because my son still needs to poop in a diaper. Oh, boy. He'll pee on the toilet, but he won't poop on the toilet. And this is not the first time and only time. I've heard this several times in my career that kids need a diaper to poop. And so just that sense of independence, and there's so much correlation between a child being able to self-care, starting with self-soothing, but also other skills, you know, can he comb his hair, can he put his clothes on, can he, you know, do things for himself, and even for you, little tasks like putting a plate on the table. Mm -hmm. The more you encourage your child to be independent and to, you know, especially take care of his own body, the less things like that happen. And what do you do when a kid is still pooping in a diaper and they're ready to go to kindergarten? That must be a hard wean. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother show. Oh, I bet you that's a whole nother show. My goodness. <laughs> yes, it's it's tough, you know. Because I bet. Really, it's easier to toilet train that skill of pooping first. Peeing right. is harder. But if you don't catch it in that window of opportunity, you know, when they're really young, then it becomes more difficult because now there's more psychology behind it. Mm-hmm. And know. they've gotten so much more used to it. Exactly. So it's an easier thing. And at wow. age five, it's also used as a control you know, mechanism yes. a- against right. parents. A- absolutely. You've yeah. got to be with me. Yeah. You've got to handle this. So that so brings true. up the question, is there a danger of saying no too much? Can you go the other way with all of this? Well, absolutely. You know, using the word no is not the most ideal thing. Most parents don't like to say it constantly. And I always challenge parents, Listen to your words, because most parents tend to say more negative things than positive things. Mm. So it's get out of the sandbox. Don't poke your brother. Don't do this. Stop that. Right. Instead of saying, I like the way you're sharing your toys with your brother, mm. or I like the way you're putting your own pants on, we don't give enough positive comments. And and that really builds their self-esteem, and that makes them want to be more independent and want to please you. Yeah, better to focus on the positive than the negative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it makes it much easier. I could use some of that in my life. I mean, some of the, <laughs> Shane, I like the way you're putting your pants on by yourself today, buddy. Thanks. Well, you know, Didn't you fu- get a girlfriend just for that reason? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I tell parents, you know, especially with toddlers, when they separate and they say goodnight to them, it's important to fill them with your spirit. But at the end of giving all the hugs, love, and book reading and all that— um, 
it's important to kind of go down the checkoff list and say, now, look at, you know, we had dinner. We took mm-hmm. our bath. Mm-hmm. We had our books and brushed our teeth. Mm-hmm. We had our cuddles and love. And now I'm going to put you down. Do you need anything else before I put you down? And when you give them that choice of asking one last thing, they're less likely to stand up and say, I need a drink of water. Oh, I need a bite mm-hmm. of, I need mm-hmm. a Kleenex, mm-hmm. okay? So I said to parents, just think about that for yourself. If you had a bath, you had a little massage, right. you were all nice and cozy in your pajamas, and your partner came up to you and gave you a little back rub and said, <laughs> honey, I've closed the windows and locked the doors. The house is secure now. Yeah, is there anything Anything else? I can do for you? Wow, where Wouldn't do you we get, all feel where do you get a partner like of? that? I want one of those. <laughs> so really, it's training yes, that person so correct. to to provide that. And the feedback has been excellent. You know, parents say, wow, that really does make a difference. Yes, yes. And you just have to do it. Okay, so let's talk about the newest baby products to get baby to sleep. Well, this this is hard to keep up with. There's so many new baby products that constantly come out. I, yeah. ju- I just got a sample of Little Lotus, which is a special fabric that oh, they've made NASA spacesuits with oh my that gosh. reflects <laughs> your body heat. Oh my gosh. And the it, baby's not going to space. It helps keep the right temperature. I actually think it's a really good product because it does kind of take the guessing game out of it because it tends to be more heat reflective so it keeps your temperature better so you're less likely to over or under dress which can cause more wake ups. Okay. And they also contribute to third world countries these little portable fabric incubators that okay. help newborns keep their right temperature fabric when they're not incubators. around a hospital. They're really they almost look like a little spacesuit with a little clear. <laughs> wow, but it doesn't window. have a hood thing on it, does it? It does. It oh, goes it does. over it goes over the wow. head, but the, the face is visible. Free. What's what's the company again? It's called Little Lotus. Little Lotus. And so that wow. they have Sleep sacks up to age three, I believe. So that's I was just going to say, do they have an adult clothing. sleep sack? Yeah. <laughs> I put my hand in it, and it really does work. It really does reflect your body heat and bring you to the right temperature, so what you don't get overheated. And it's designed by rocket surgeons. It's a heavy. So. It's a heavy thing too. So you know, heaviness, heavy, heavy fabric on you, like okay. a blanket, can help calm your, you know, your energy. So wow, that's a remarkable. Then there's other sleep outfits too. Uh, one of the ones, another one I like is by a company, um, Love to Dream, called the Upswaddle. So instead of swaddling your baby's arms down, the babies can stay like this. So for babies who like to sleep like this, having a little outfit that zippers up and just has little pockets for their hands can be a good transition to come out of the swaddle and help them sleep better. It's called the hands up, don't shoot. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the Zippity D, which is another kind of star-shaped outfit. Again, that allows more movement, but still has boundaries for the baby. So for a baby who's just starting to learn to roll, again, that's a safer sleep outfit than being swaddled. And again, some people feel babies need boundaries to feel, you know, relaxed and calm and helps them center their energy better. Then there's all sorts of, I see these all the time, different sleep beds. Some of them that are coming out or have come out recently provide sound, provide changes of um, tilt, (laughs) rocking. Some can go all night. 
I personally don't think that kind of investment is money well spent because your well, baby's definitely. in there for three or four months. Right. The babies grow so quickly that better, it's kind of a waste better to, to put spend in the grand college fund. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then there's all sorts of, um, you know, different kinds of sounds and different kinds of noises and back and forth or up and down and multi-level bouncers and things that do more than just one thing. So, um, and then there's a product that I've come across a lot recently called the Docatot. Again, this is not a product I recommend because it is from Sweden. And it looks, when you look at it, it looks like it has a tube built around a mat. And even though it's supposed to be a breathable fabric, it's pillow-like, and it's not recommended mm. by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Mm-hmm. But people find them nice for co-sleeping and nice for the crib, for young babies especially. So, again, they feel boundaries around them. But, again, a lot of people are using them, but it's not an approved product. It's and what was the product name? It's called Docatot, and it goes either from a bassinet or small size to a very big toddler size. So when I go into people's homes and I see those, I really encourage people to get away from them because I'm afraid if the baby rolls over and gets trapped against that tubular edge that they're not going to be able to breathe well and Mm -hmm. they can't right themselves. Mm. So I'm worried about that one. Even though it works in Sweden, I'm not sure that... I think that's a good product. So are they still hacking into the baby monitors and freaking them out? Like, is that a thing still? <laughs> yes, that's still going on, and there are companies working on that. Um, the latest company that has the video monitor hooked into your phone um, provides you with the ability to have your own password. They don't preset it, and that's supposed to help security a little bit, but... You know, yeah. you just never know who's the smarter guy out there who's going to be hacking <laughs> right. in. Right. Yes. What are some basic tips about getting your baby to sleep that you don't have to spend any money? Well, I think, A, a loving detachment. Very good. <laughs> a good routine of being put down. So you can rock, you can sing, you can hold, you can love. But at some point, you want to put that baby down in the golden rule of getting a baby to sleep well is to put the baby down awake. Okay? Why put the baby down awake as opposed to sleep? Because when he learns to go down and put himself to sleep as gotcha. a young infant, when he hasn't figured out who you are, it's easier for him to have that skill as an older infant when he does figure out who Very you are right. and he doesn't want you to leave. But a lot of babies between four and six months develop some anxiety because their parent puts them down asleep. Mm. instead of awake. So imagine this for yourself. If somebody <laughs> rocked you to sleep and put you down and then disappeared on you and you woke up and they were missing, it, your first reaction is freak sheer out. Sheer existential <laughs> blind terror. You're just on this rock hurtling yes, through exactly. space. There's no one around. He yes. left completely alone. Yes. yes, how would you feel if all of a sudden you woke up and you were on a rock by the bay and you were like, where am I? How the heck did I Get here. Exactly. <laughs> and you have no clue. So that actually creates anxiety. And then pretty soon babies start waking up. Even if they do fall asleep, 20 minutes later, they're like, where are they? they? Yeah. Okay. Right. And then they ha- that causes multiple wake-ups through the night. Like, where are they? Where'd they go? Where am I? It creates this unsettledness in you. So that's mm. not a good thing to do. 
you know, we're not taught this as women nope. taking home our babies. I mean, they just uh, give you the babies and goodbye. They have in centuries past role modeled it yes. to the younger generation. And that's missing now yeah, completely because point. everybody's living farther away from their families Correct. and separate families right. and and often having babies older. And, yes. and because, like, you know, there aren't 13 kids anymore. Right. There's only one or two or three. If you're lucky, then, you know. Are you around when your siblings have babies? And do you caretake those babies? You know, that's kind of like babysitting is kind of going by the wayside there. Excellent points. So we really appreciate it. And we're talking with RN and baby nurse Marsha Pod. Her book is Secrets of a Baby Nurse. You can find out all about Marsha at her website, gotosleepbaby.com. Marsha, it's always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much. And we didn't even nod out once. It was quite amazing. (laughs) For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 